This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for the episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, welcome. I hope you're having uh, a good weekend and you've still got one day of it left, so make the most of it before Monday starts again. Now, I know what some of you guys are saying. Uh, the intro music is, is a little bit loud. Um, I'm going to do my best to turn it down for tomorrow morning show. There just has not been the time to do it. I got back yesterday from uh, Bristol, and so it's been a little bit hectic. So don't worry, those of you that are in the comments furiously typing already, saying the music's too loud, don't worry. It's going to be turned down by tomorrow's show, but there's nothing I can do about it. But I will prepare you for when I do finish the show as well. So uh, I hope that's woken you up nice and well and earlier, now that you are alert and ready for all of the Arsenal news. Uh, please make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And if you'd like to help support the channel, you can by helping by voting for us on the final day. The vote closes today for the Football Content Awards. So you won't have to suffer me <laughs> saying this unless we get nominated, of course, uh, any longer. Uh, please do make sure, if you haven't already, uh, to give us a vote over on Twitter or over on the website or on Instagram. Um, all of the information is in the description, and you simply just need to tweet. If you do have Twitter, I am voting for at the Gunatalk TV, in at the FCAs or at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. So there you go. Um, last day of voting is today. It closes. So make sure you get those last final votes in uh, and help support the channel. We would really, really appreciate it. But without further ado, let's go into our first transfer story of the day. And we indeed start with Gabriel Martinelli and a massive congratulations to Gabriel Martinelli, of course, who won the Olympic gold medal with the Brazilian international side, of course. And so <laughs> he was very tactical in who he chose to take a photo with after the game and to post to his Instagram feed. And it is indeed Leon midfielder Bruno Guimaraes, who Arsenal have, of course, been linked to 
uh, quite uh, persistently. Uh, it's gone a little bit quiet of late, but he has, of course, been playing at the Olympics. But very interesting um, <laughs> how he has been linked to Arsenal. And, of course, his use of emojis in the chat box as well. Uh, and in the uh, in the in the images, uh, you know, he's he's he knows what he's doing. It's fair to say, and we love him for it. And maybe Agent Martinelli can, of course, have a couple of words with Bruno and get him into the club this summer. Fingers crossed. But uh, there is no official line on this story as of yet. If we then go on to the possible outs, and we start off with Sayer Kalasinac, who has supposedly agreed a three-year contract with Fenerbahce. However, the Turkish club are still yet to agree anything with Arsenal, and it is most likely uh, that Arsenal will end up terminating the contract of uh, Kalasinac. Hopefully, you would imagine so anyway, by mutual consent, so it will not cost Arsenal anything to do so. They won't have to pay it off. It will just be simply cancelled and that he will then be able to join Fenerbahce on a free transfer. He can then play his games next season in the Turkish league and Arsenal can focus on having that £100,000 plus per week contract off the books. We then move on to, I believe, Eddie Nketiah is indeed, who has been interesting despite um, injuries, has been interesting Brighton, uh, supposedly, who are... Uh, in for the £20 million rated forward. Now, £20 million quid of a, a year left on his deal, I think would be an incredible bit of business if Arsenal were able to get that much. I'd be happy with 15 to be honest. Um, but he is someone, obviously, with a year left on his deal that is most likely to leave the club. Arsenal would certainly be entertaining offers for the striker. They know they've got following Balogun coming through, so they don't necessarily need to really... Uh, hang true on, on Nketiah and I certainly think that the, the money got in for him would be a massive boost this window and Brighton are indeed looking for a forward Danny Welbeck has suffered an injury as you would expect it is Danny Welbeck these days um, and so he's obviously suffered an injury uh, with them and, and they're without that kind of added goal threat they've got Neil Mope of course and they've got uh, McAllister who is away I think with Argentina at the moment or has been away at the Olympics of Argentina I think but he is yet to come back and is on his kind of recovery period. So they are lacking in that area, and uh, Nketiah would certainly add um, to the goal threat in, in their team, and I think it would be a really good move for him. Um, but if they want him, supposedly 20 million quid is the figure, which is quite high. I think 15 million pounds would probably get the deal done, but it's certainly one that we're going to have to track and make sure we keep an eye on. We then go on to our other young English talent, and Joe Willock's move to Newcastle does appear to be uh, very one that is almost a matter of time at this stage. Uh, Steve Bruce cannot stop talking about uh, Newcastle's kind of proactiveness to search for this deal and to push forward with this one. Uh, 90 Min reported that a £25 million agreement had been made, which doesn't necessarily look to necessarily be true at the moment. But reports have emerged that a deal is is still in the works. Talks are ongoing between the clubs and they're trying to kind of work something out. I do think there is a lot kind of associated with Arsenal's uh, needs to get their own attacking midfielder. And should the deal for James Madison happen, I think they'd be much more open for allowing Joe Willock to leave. The problem is, is if we let Joe Willock leave and we're then unable to get a deal done for someone else, it would leave us a little bit short in that area without Joe Willock there. So I certainly think that's one of the biggest reasons as to why this deal maybe isn't happening as quickly as we might want it to, um, or rather as Newcastle might want it to. But uh, it's one that I get the sense and the feeling that he will probably end up leaving the club this summer. Now we move on to the outs, or rather the ins, uh, which are outs certainly from other teams, but ins for us. And uh, Kieran Trippier 
is the first on our list, which uh, has re-emerged as a, maybe a target for Arsenal. Manchester United were one of the biggest teams associated with the link to Kieran Trippier earlier in the window. That has gone quite quiet as they've pursued deals for Jadon Sancho and Rafael Varane. But the Atletico Madrid right-back former Spurs player, of course, has been linked with the move to Arsenal. It's a really weird one because his age profile's a bit strange. Uh, like Late 20s, I'm not really sure if that's the right kind of move that Arsenal should be looking to go for in that position. I'd like to have signed someone maybe in the long term. But maybe they see options uh, in their youth that they think is worth time giving to, to kind of develop these players. But when you've got Cedric, who's also like 28, 29 years of age, it's a bit of a weird one to sign someone of exactly the same age. And you've also got Callum Chambers, who's what, 25, 26. So it's it's a strange link. I mean, it makes sense because Arsenal have been linked with right-backs. And it's the first right-back we've kind of been linked with for quite a while. But they're still looking about Hector Bellerin's future. Maybe because Hector Bellerin did interest Atletico Madrid that this could be used to maybe bring the price down on Kieran Trippier, a player plus cash kind of deal for him. But we'll have to wait and see whether or not that indeed is one that gains any momentum and steam over the coming weeks. We next uh, have a... Obviously, James Madison is is the, the main man for many Arsenal supporters this window now and, and one that we want to see. You may have seen over the last couple of days or so people being quite vocal about the idea of Madison moving from Leicester to Arsenal. And I wanted to touch upon this. Roy Keane spoke about this yesterday, saying that it wouldn't be a step up. Gary Lineker is obviously taken to Twitter as a Leicester fan, of course, to say that taking a, a backward step never necessarily goes too well. And there's a lot of noise around trying to convince Madison not to make this move to Arsenal from a lot of exterior sources. Why? Well, why would you want him to? Why would you want Arsenal to sign a great player? We know that uh, Leicester are a well-liked club and uh, it's not amongst those in the footballing community to try and convince a player to leave them to join Arsenal. Um, but I didn't hear kind of the same things about other players that have, that have moved. And yes, I know those clubs that those players did move to were on different trajectories. But it's it's still, to me, very interesting how many loud voices there are voicing their concern to Madison about a switch to Arsenal. No one thinking about the possibility that a move to Arsenal could then do a lot more to accelerate Arsenal into maybe a top four side or a, a trophy winning side than it would do for Leicester to push forward into the top four to keep him. That's not really something. I think if you move Madison from Leicester's team into Arsenal's team, suddenly you've got a big change in dynamic of the qualities of the squads. And so I think that's maybe not something that people are necessarily talking about. But there's a lot of noise about Madison, but there's no specific kind of extra detail on an update of a transfer. Uh, we are still waiting to see if Arsenal do indeed bid the required amount. And it could be related to Joe Willock and Eddie Nketiah and Kalasa. All of these outgoings are certainly going to be affecting whether Arsenal push ahead for this deal for James Madison. Now, our uh, second to last story of the day revolves around Manchester City's attacking midfielder Bernardo Silva. And should a move for James Madison not materialise this window, uh, the Portuguese international is being linked with a move away. Arsenal have been credited by the Mirror as to be exploring uh, this as a possible alternative to James Madison. Why Bernardo Silva would move from Manchester City to a non-Champions League club is obviously going to be a point of contention when in discussing this transfer. You would imagine there'd be a lot of Champions League level clubs that would be vying for his signature and that would make that slightly harder for Arsenal. But at 26 years of age, Premier League proven, very, very good player. If it was to be that Arsenal would move for Bernardo Silva, I think it would be an excellent deal for them to pursue. 
uh, I would not be uh, at all irritated or let down by not getting James Madison to get Bernardo Silva instead. He's an absolutely quality player that would add a lot, I think, to our team. Versatile, can play at right wing, can play in attacking midfield, can even play as a number eight style player should you want to. Uh, and he's got a lot of kind of extra abilities and characteristics that Arsenal would do well to get into their team. Left footer, and uh, and that's certainly something that can be uh, more attractive for a team that's, even though it's got a fair few left footers, it's always nice to have another one. <laughs> it's just, just something about left footed players that you gravitate towards sometimes. But uh, yeah, Bernardo Silva, certainly a player that I, I like and, and uh, would be very interested to see uh, joining Arsenal this summer but uh, we'll wait and see if James Madison's deal affects this in any sense of the words and finally we move on to Dusan Vlahovic uh, the Serbian striker that has been linked with a hell of a lot of players uh, and rather teams this summer he is hot property on the continent and it seemed only a matter of time um, and <laughs> it seemed only a matter of time for me anyway that he would obviously be linked to Arsenal. And, uh, you know, we are we are now in that realm. We are now in that phase that Vlahovic has uh, been linked with that move. Demazio, the, the very well-known Italian journalist and outlet now, has, has certainly uh, raised some eyebrows by crediting Arsenal with interest in the forward. We know that Arsenal are maybe considering a forward this summer. It does, for me anyway, very much depend upon whether or not a Lacazette or a Bamiyang does move on. But the very young striker has scored a hell of a lot of goals. In fact, I think he scored seven in a pre-season game the other day. Yes, it was against uh, a much higher opposition, but still seven goals in a pre-season game. He is absolutely a goal machine, that is for sure. And his style is not kind of a little diminutive kind of forward He's got so many good traits and characteristics and uh, would provide certainly a different dynamism and, and variable to, to Arsenal's front line if they were to get him. But he is certainly, uh, as I've said already, hot property and will be interesting. Plenty of parties. Spurs have been credited with him being kind of one of their main targets should Harry Kane leave. Inter Milan have also been looking at him as a possible replacement for Romelu Lukaku if he leaves. Uh, Inter, and he certainly looks like he's going to now with the reports that we've seen coming out last night. So there is going to be a lot of competition for his signing. The figure that uh, Fiorentina want is said to be around the £50 million mark, which is reasonable, I think, for a player of his level and quality and, and potential and age and, and how kind of well appreciated he is amongst the footballing community. So if Arsenal were to go for a forwards and you've seen the likes of Tammy Abraham and Lataro Martinez linked to the Gunners, I think Vlahovic would probably uh, be up and maybe near the top of, of my list if it was a case of uh, able to get him. Do we want a tactical breakdown of Vlahovic? Maybe it's something that we need to sort out. I didn't certainly think I was going to be doing one, but now we've seen a very decent source in Demarcio reporting this. Uh, maybe it's certainly one uh, that we can push ahead with in the weeks to come and uh, maybe we'll see him in an Arsenal shirt before the end of the summer is done. But it's still, I think anyway, a bit of a long shot uh, to see this one becoming a reality. And that does conclude all of today's news and possible transfers both in and out of Arsenal. We move on to the second half and the final part of the show, which is getting your thoughts and your feelings and your questions answered. So if you do indeed 
have a question that you have been sitting on and worried about and have been desperate to try and get an answer for, then please throw them into the chat box and we will do our absolute best to answer them as well as possible. Let's go to Amandeep who says, Hi Tom, if Madison does come to us for 60 to 70 million, what would be a good season according to goals and assists? 18 to 20 maybe. Well, I mean, he's he nearly hit that, of course, last season with Leicester. I think if you're spending 60 to 70 million on a player, you would hope that they would be contributing around 18 to 20 goal contributions if they're playing in that final third, which, of course, Madison does like to do. Although he says that his preferred position is more so a number eight, in which that in, that would obviously limit more so the amount of goals and assists playing slightly deeper in the pitch. But Pepe came in for £72 million in his first season, had 18 goal contributions. So is that a fair kind of payback for that price. I don't think that Pepe's yet justified that massive figure. We're still waiting to see him do that. And maybe this year will be that year. But I think you would be looking, if you were going to play him at number 10, 17, 18, 19, 20 goal contributions, both goals and assists in a season as a fair kind of repayment of that faith and that massive transfer fee. Uh, Benji says, if we're looking for homegrown players and maybe strikers for the future, what about a Patrick Bamford? could be a good player for us. Now, Patrick Bamford is 27 years of age, um, so I'm not sure he's necessarily one for the future, um, but uh, he is a striker that's underrated, I think, in the Premier League. Similar kind of feeling around him and Danny Ings, despite Danny Ings having a much worse trans uh, sorry injury record compared to Bamford. And it's going to be interesting how Ings gets on at Aston Villa. Would Bamford be one of the players that people turn their noses up at in the Premier League? I certainly think so. He's not favourable. He's not uh, an attractive kind of player to, to look at as a profile. But I think he's an underrated forward. And if Arsenal were to say, go and get Patrick Bamford, it would be a very intriguing deal or maybe allow him to take that next step up in his career. Uh, let's go to uh, Varesh, who says, Tom, what do you think? Uh, can we break the record of the panic signings? Of course, you remember the summer in which we signed Mikel Arteta, of all people. We also signed Per Metazaka and Andre Santos, all in what felt like the last kind of few um, moments of that transfer window. Per Metazaka turned out to be a, a very decent player, in my view, for us. I think he was you know, very competent. And whilst he lacked in speed, his defensive awareness and defensive capabilities were very good and was one of the better defenders during that period. And uh, I remember the FA Cup final performance alongside Rob Holding against Chelsea that we will never, uh, never, ever kind of forget that and those performances for us. But uh, Andre Santos was an absolute failure. And Mikel Arteta was Mikel Arteta. He was a decent centre midfielder, was a captain, a leader on the middle of the park, but never really progressed our midfields. That's probably a fair um, assumption. But he partnered really well with Santi Cazorla at times and then was obviously taken over by... Um, Francis Coquelin. So maybe we'll see some record-breaking panic times at the end of this window. I've seen a lot of people just, again, turning their noses up at uh, Patrick Bamford, which again is very Arsenal for a guy that scored 17 Premier League goals and got eight assists last season. Uh, for Leeds. Um, so I really am, uh, <laughs> I'm unsurprised at, at how kind of naive we can be at times as an Arsenal fan base to be like, nope, not interested whatsoever when it's a guy that scored 17 Premier League goals. I mean, more than both Aubameyang and Lacazette, by the way, 
last season. So uh, just consider that for a second. Um, SJ says, do you think Arsenal are doing silent business? Absolutely. I think Arsenal are definitely trying to keep things as closed behind the scenes as feasibly possible. Uh, they want some things to come out during that documentary, but things do, of course, leak. I don't think the documentary is having a bearing on the way in which Arsenal are doing their transfer business. Um, but I think that they'll be in the back of their minds thinking, I wonder if we can get kind of those deals done and we'll see obviously how that plays out during the first couple of episodes of that documentary and we'll wait and see for that. But I don't think, um, I always think rather that Arsenal are trying to do as much business as secretly as feasibly possible, but things just do leak, unfortunately. Um, gang says, City are going for English players. Chelsea are going for homegrown strikers. Man United are going for Sancho. And we are going for English players. Seems there might be a change in regulations in the near future. It's something that I've spoken about with you guys. If you remember, I'm saying that the Premier League and the FA have always got the prerogative to reduce the amount of non-homegrown players that teams are allowed to have in, uh, or other players are allowed to have in their squads. And it's unsurprising that these teams are making more of an effort to push ahead with kind of these homegrown talents. Arsenal have done the same thing by bringing in Ben White and obviously trying to tie down a lot of their current uh, homegrown players that will become homegrown, like Smith Rowe will be from next year. Joe Willock is already one of those players. We could see him leave. Uh, Bakaya Saka will obviously become a homegrown player when he reaches 21 years of age before they're 21 and before if they turn 21 in the in a certain year. So Smith Rowe turned 21 this year. He doesn't yet count in that homegrown bracket because you have to be 21 before uh, in my, I think it's before the 1st of January of that year before you count towards that. So in 2022, Emil Smith Rowe will be counted as a homegrown player in Arsenal's team. So there are certainly things that you need, uh, certainly need to be aware of. And I think that's why Arsenal are pushing ahead in the way that they are. Maybe that's a reason for this Kieran Trippier link that's also cropped up as well. Uh, Rahil says, is it true that Sheffield United are eyeing QPR goalkeeper Sini uh, Dieng uh, with Arsenal pushing for a £32 million Aaron Ramsdale transfer? Uh, both uh, these two outlets have reported this. Um I can't tell you whether or not, Rahil, it's, it's categorically true or not. Um, we haven't seen anything from what I would consider our more and most reliable sources, your Wheatleys, your Watts, your, your Benjes and your Ornsteins. We're still waiting to see whether or not Arsenal do indeed push with that third bid for Ramsdale. We're expecting... Football London uh, have said that they expect a third bid to be made. We don't know if that's been made yet or not. Nothing has come out about that, but we'll wait and see. And I still am shocked by the amount of money um, that they're, they're putting forward. I did think there was criticisms of the goal that Ramsdale conceded from the header uh, against Birmingham. A little bit too harsh. I do feel as though that was exaggerated because there is a uh, kind of a general consensus that people do not want to see us pay that much. And so when Ramsdale concedes a goal like he did against Birmingham, it's overanalyzed. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that kind of, I thought it was a really good header down into the ground, hits the floor, just as it bounces into the back of the net. I didn't see really too much about what Ramsdale necessarily did wrong in that moment. And actually it was kind of the defences, a lot more on the defence's fault for not dealing with the cross that really should have been dealt with much, much better. Um, so I didn't really see too much of a, an issue with that. I thought it was a fantastic header. Uh, was it from Colin? Uh, C-O-L-I-N? Colin, it's Colin or, or it's like a, you know, you, you have the French uh, Colin. Uh, as well. <laughs> he used to play in MLS. I think it was a French centre-back called Colin, but you never pronounced it that way. So there you go. I don't know who it is. I don't know who the guy is and I'm not aware, but I think it was a guy called Colin who scored the goal. Um, Dirk says, Madison or Silva? Madison uh, for me. Uh, Adam, Partey is out for 
he's expected to return to training in three weeks. So we expect after the international break that he will be returning uh, to to the team, and, and that's obviously positive news considering uh, how how badly injured we we were worried about him being. But he hopefully will be returning after the international break, which is when the transfer window has then closed. So that's certainly something you need to keep your eyes on. Um, let's go to Johan. Uh, it says, uh, or Jahan, sorry, it says, uh, Hey Tom, uh, do you think that we have that we will rather get Bruno even after renewing Xhaka's contract? And we still have Torreira, El Nelly, Laconga, and Partey. Uh, my instinct tells me that Arsenal have wanted a center midfielder, and if they've always been talking about Xhaka about how they wanted him to stay, they would still want to improve us in the midfield. Maybe how good Laconga's been changes their minds on that and maybe they didn't expect Lukonga to be as good as he has been and I hope he starts the first game against Brentford because he deserves to based upon his pre-season performances over Mohamed Elneny that is for absolutely sure um, I would hope that we're still interested in a central midfielder I'd hope that we're still looking to sign one we will wait and see um, but for me anyway I, I worry that the contract does affect it but I would hope, and my instinct tells me, that Arsenal have been interested in bringing in a central midfielder on top of Lukonga and need to improve that area of the pitch. Sabas obviously left, Lukonga came in, and then he's going to go eventually. We'll wait and see. But Miguel Aziz and how he's impressed may be affecting that decision. We'll wait and see. Uh, Tuan says, hi, Tom. Correa or Vlahovic? Correa is a very average player, and Vlahovic is Certainly not. So uh, it's an easy question for me, mate. Um, Balaji says, "Hey Tom, do you think that we will still make those three signs?" I am. I'm. I, I say confident. I am cautiously optimistic. Is probably the best way to put it. I still think we will get three players in before the end of the window. There is still a long, long way to go in this window. We will wait and see. I don't think we'll get them in before the first game of the season. That's for sure. My prediction is three signings, and we'll see if that takes place. That may change. I may go down to two if we've got a week left. But we've done stranger things, um, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Heron says, uh, when Arsenal lose later today, how insane will the meltdown be? Um, yeah, we will do a show this evening. Um, uh, obviously, we are doing a podcast this evening. I'll be joined by Owen, Drew, and John for our first official podcast of the, uh, the new season ahead of Brentford. We're going to be discussing everything from... Uh, the Spurs game, to transfers, to Brentford. We're going to be talking about it all. So do join us at 8 p.m. later on this evening for the first main official podcast of the new season. Um, Sunday evenings is back again uh, with those shows. So, yeah, looking forward to doing that with the boys. And uh, and make sure you tune in. So we'll, we'll talk about the meltdown if there indeed is one after uh, the game today. Um, yeah, tactical breakdown on Vlahovic. I'm not going to do one on Bernardo Silva just yet. Uh, I'm, I'm very cautious about those links to Bernardo Silva. I think his availability, the fact that Arsenal won an attacking midfielder, makes that link, you know, it's it's a sensible one to suggest. And it's, it's one that I would have certainly guessed may have come forward. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cautious about the Bernardo Silva links at the moment and I will wait. But the Vlahovic one, I, I, Demarcio is an outlet that I do trust uh, and, and do look a lot of the work that they do. He's, he is a journalist. It's not just an outlet. And uh, I am looking to hopefully produce for you guys something on him. He's a lot more unknown, of course, than Bernardo Silva as well. And that's one of the things about the tactical breakdown shows is that they do break down these players. They do tell you about them and analyze them and they get you that expert insight on them as well um 
I don't know what time the kickoff is, Ade. Uh, I need to have a quick check on Arsenal's website. Uh, I have been away this weekend. It is at 2 o'clock today, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So make sure you tune in for that. I think you can get a pass or you can watch it in some way, shape or form. There'll be a way to watch it, I'm sure. Um, but uh, we will be reacting to that a little bit later on this evening. Uh, Manu says, the only position, in my opinion, we will certainly get is a backup goalkeeper and the others will be assessed in January, I fear. We will wait and see. Uh, Zhao Ribeiro says, would you sell Bakayo Saka for 70 million to make another big signing? Absolutely not. Uh, no chance would I ever look to sell Bukayo Saka in any shape or form. SJ says, Tom, have you heard of the Inter Milan liquidation news? And do you think that it is true? No, I have not seen anything about liquidation of Inter Milan. Um, 13 hours ago, it was tweeted breaking. Inter Milan, let's have a look at this. Can you load? Thank you. It's heading towards liquidation. The plans to sell all players who have an offer arrive, like Lukaku, Lataro Martinez, Barella, De Vrij, could still leave all of this supposedly according to Correa de la Sports. Uh, that's the first I've heard of it. We'll see. We will see. But it's we know Inter's financial issues. We know that it's very much uh, a problem right now. And uh, and yeah, so that's 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 going to be very very interesting. It's it's fair to say. Um, Spurs are showing it on their YouTube channel. Says Rahil, or you can watch it on Arsenal for seven ninety nine. <laughs> Oh dear! Why do we have to pay to watch a preseason friendly? That's that's mad. That's that is mad. Um, Matt says, "Why would we go for Trippier over Errands?" Uh, I don't know, <laughs> Matt. I can't, I can't actually answer that question. I I don't know why you would go for Trippier over a Max Errands, especially if they're the same price. Maybe they think that Trippier is going to give you more immediately. And you've got kind of the the Norton Cuffies of this world coming through the youth ranks that they're they're hoping to look at, and we've got decent cover in Callum Chambers and Maitland Niles as well. Maybe that's why. But I agree, Matt. I I can't really answer that one really well. I just don't really think that it that, you know it is. Oh, very true, Mark. It, it is. Uh, it is for them. I suppose it is for the mind charity. So that does make sense. Um, so yeah, fair enough. You've you've proven me wrong in that moment. So that is a a very good reason. Uh, to pay for the uh, for the match, but we did, of course, have to pay for those games <laughs> to watch against Rangers and Hibs. So you know you can forgive me for my transgressions in that area. So there you go, um, Vlahovic or Martinez. I will hold my opinion on that until we do a tactical breakdown because we will be comparing the two of them. So make sure, Chris, you tune in for that one. Uh, Dave Lincoln says, "Do you think there could be a version two of the European Super League?" I think it's inevitable. Well, I mean, it's ironic that FIFA was so against it and have now, I think, set up one for the for Africa. There's like an African Super League. So it's, it is. it feels to me anyway that one of these types of things is inevitable. The Champions League format is changing uh, in a few years' time. They're going to a round-robin league style anyway before going to a knockout stage and removing group stages. So it's it's just a matter of time, to be honest, until this type of league situation does come around and we'll uh, we'll wait and see uh, how that indeed does change the landscape of the game but it does seem very inevitable Dave at the moment so there you go um it's been confirmed as false news uh, that they're going into liquidation says Premier League chat so there you go uh lots of of questionable stories flying about so make sure you keep your wits 
about you. Uh, Chris says, do you think Atletico's interest in Bernardo is genuine after they just got Rodrigo de Pal? If not, who else is there that you may get him uh, other than PSG? Yeah, I think de Pal is a different player to, to Bernardo Silva, but you, you, de Pal's more of an, a number eight than a Bernardo Silva is. Bernardo Silva is, is more of your advanced seven or ten in comparison. So, yeah, I, I think their interest would be real, but I do think they would need to move on some players like an Angel Correa, a Ferreira Carrasco, Jao Felix. Like any of these guys could be moved on because they obviously need to, to they will need to make some money because La Liga is in a situation where salary caps are in place and you don't want to really mess around with La Liga at the moment because it could cost you the greatest player of all time if you do. So uh, there is certainly a way that you need to be acting if you are a La Liga club right now and it's not spending oodles of money on players uh, when you need to move players on. So there you go. Anyway, we are going to indeed finish the show off there. Thank you ever so much, guys, for tuning in as always. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on. This is the final day that you can indeed vote for us in the Football Content Awards. So please, if you would ever be so kind to send a tweet out today by tweeting, I am voting for at the Gunatool TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. If you don't have Twitter, there is more information in the description of today's video to let you know how you can indeed vote for us. It is the last day for you to do so. So please do take two seconds out of your day to show some support for the channel and uh, a final push. Uh, and maybe, maybe we'll get a nomination. <laughs> I doubt it because there is a lot of amazing uh, kind of content creators that we're up against. But uh, but please, uh, please do show some support. And thank you so much, everyone in the chat box. I can see all your kind comments. Do drop a like on today's video if you haven't indeed enjoyed it. And subscribe to the channel if you are new. We'll be bringing you more content throughout the days and weeks and months ahead of the new season and throughout it as well. And there's lots of exciting stuff to come too. See you at 8 p.m. tonight for the podcast and the first podcast of the season with Drew and John and Owen. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hope Arsenal beat the Spurs. And as always, up the Arsenal. <laughs>